This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience WGC World Golf Championship Classic Championship WGC Mexico is what we're playing this week. Bets, preview, all of that nonsense. We'll talk about the Puerto Rico Open. We'll recap last week. But I got to tell you how you get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Easy stuff to get into the draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Again, 100 DraftKings dollars. Something that takes like 30 seconds to do to get into this draw. Leave a five-star review after subscribing to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. You can, If you're watching the video and you don't know how to do it, let's go down to that description. You can find the hyperlinks to everything. Five-star review, DraftKings handling something you like about this show. Boom, you're in that draw. Draw for 20 DK bucks. Smash like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. And tell me, who do you think? If you had to play a double this week between Puerto Rico and WGC Mexico, who are those two players gonna be and then maybe we'll look next week and see if anyone actually hit like a 500 to 1 winner who knows and also for 20 dk bucks follow me on instagram at the pme you see a golf or any sort of sports video or picture pop up just give it a quick heart leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and you too will be in another separate draw for 20 DraftKings dollars jeff feinberg is here what's up we got a lot to talk about today mostly about what happened on the weekend shockingly enough Good thing it's a WGC show because they're normally won by superstars. Yeah, here are the 10 guys that you can consider betting and we'll move on. Although I bet guys that aren't those because I suck. I always make the same mistakes. Like the top guys win and then I like just try to find ways. But I don't know. I don't really have a good conversion rate in these no cut events. Yep. So other things to do. The Custy Awards. Voting is open for the Custy Awards. If you go to the description of this podcast or video, you can find... The link to vote in the Custy Awards. Voting matters, Jeff. I don't know about, like, presidential elections or primaries or anything like that. That could be useless. But voting in the Custies, that's important. That makes you feel good as a human. And it is. Have you looked at the categories? I've, I've voted. It's tough. It, competition is hard. I feel... Well, never mind. You feel what? No, nah, I don't even... I don't even feel... I don't know. There's ones that, like, you care about and you don't even feel like the whole... In the little paragraph, they even encapsulate the whole story. Well, that's what the Custy Awards are for, so we can retell these stories, then laugh at Tim. Like his take that, like, a Burger King Whopper-flavored ice cream would be really good. And better than somehow chocolate chip cookie dough. FantasyNational.com slash the PME gets you 20% off, and I'd highly recommend you do it because, Jeff, did you know that members of FantasyNational.com and viewers of this show... Won a fuck ton of money this weekend. Like, a, a lot. This table didn't. No, um, I, I was talking to Paul before the show. My DraftKings lineups, I, I ended up losing, like, half the money I put in. So, like, I was in for, like, 500. I got, like, 250 back. Not, like, the end of the world week. Like, I'll take that if I can win some weeks, too. But all my, like, shitty sleeper guys were really good. Yeah. And all my good guys fucking sucked. Th- those are the worst ones. Those Just, are the, like, those, I had yeah. Kang. I had Damon. I had Ortiz. Ortiz. I had Burns. Like, I had the guys. Yeah. 
Even had some Luke List action going. Fucking Bubba, man. You should have uh, seen it coming. That was Bubba, Xander, Cantley. Trash. Day. The craziest thing, the data golf, like, guys were even tweeting Friday night that they'd almost never seen what happened happened in a consortium of players that over 90% to make the cut at, like, a point well into the day missed the cut. Well, Bubba missed, like, two short ones on 17 and 18 coming in, and that was the end of him. Everywhere. And just that, and Hideki made his short putt to make the cut. You can see what happens. Just get to the weekend. Yeah. Even Scott, was well, Scott's great round was Friday, which catapulted yeah. him into contention. He was, and like, he remained five, in yeah. contention the rest of the week. But it showed he entered Friday on the line. Yeah, he was 100 to 1 after Thursday. I did not bet it. Uh, neither did I, but n- nights like last night, I don't win a cent, but I feel great. People are putting air in my tires, like fans of the show never even heard from before. Just poke it like first time, you know, first time commenter, long time listener, like thinking, like just saying, Hey, look, want some money. So I don't know. They're out in droves last night, winning tickets on, yeah. on both outright and, uh, and DraftKings and DraftKings and Listen, we had nothing but great things to say about Scott. I was afraid of the layoff. I think you were too. I yeah. just thought this event was going to be. Ultra, ultra competitive. And he played exactly how I thought he was going to play. I just thought someone was going to play great and not get bitten. Save that thought, because I do want to say who the DraftKings winners were from last week. Of the 100 DK dollars, felt so good about it, gave away two winners. Awesome. BC Burn and B underscore Rizzle, winners of 100 DraftKings dollars. I believe it's a holiday. It is here. Here it, it is. I think it is in America. I think it's Trump Day. Trump Day. Trump Day. Here it's it, Family Day. Yeah, I think if province to province in Canada, it's something different. But which is a load of crap. It's, I, I believe it is President's Day in the states. I have no idea. And my day's exponentially more difficult because it's a holiday. So is mine. I got daycares closed. My wife. My at least my wife has the day off. She can take care of the kid. Uh, Twenty DK bucks. Dr. Fuddy. Platinum eighty six. V Rod three hundred five. Tie ninety four. Jer Bomber. Kexplosion. And Helafino, all the winners of 20 DK dollars. Thank you for entering the draws. Do not be afraid to enter the exact same draws once again this week. We've got to prop up the numbers. We have the run to the masters coming. It's on. We're also uh we'll get into it. We're just changing teams. Yeah. For a bit too. So good. So what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the winners from last week. So like I said. Viewers of the show, members of Fantasy National, fantasynational.com slash PME. Get yourself the 20% off. So we'll start small. Brian Flynn turned 25 into 250. It's a great week. Wish I could have done that. He said I turned 500 into 250. So he did much better than I did. Uh, Christian Anderson turned 30 into 195. Uh, Coach Beeve turned 220 into $26,000. It's not bad. Here, that's pretty good ROI. Brent... Dumont turned three dollars into two hundred and fifty. Would have been five hundred, but Joel Damon bogeyed the final hole. Not that we got to see that in real time on the broadcast, but it happened. Kent Bruton one fifty into seventeen hundred. Nick Sarlo two thirty into thirty one hundred. Winburn Hughes turned forty five into five k. DK Peter won the twelve dollar albatross, good for five thousand dollars. And Russ Koo in for two hundred and sixteen bucks. Walked away with twenty six thousand dollars on DraftKings. Yes. Also, yes, Ross. yeah, that's, I mean, that's two over 25k winners, viewers of the show. Doing something right. Fading my picks gets you paid, apparently. 
Fa- Fantasy Stat Boy hit Scott for 1300 bucks on the outright and 1750 on DK. Joey MSU hit Scott at 33 to 1 and parlayed the Scott win with Rory to win the Masters. Now, if Rory wins the Masters, 119 to 1 for him. Not bad. Andrew James hit Scott. Birdman hit Scott. Mike underscore Cav hit Scott. And one guy I wanted to bring up because he actually sent this over. I thought it was actually worth kind of breaking down. Chris turned 93 bucks into 87 bucks. So he lost on the week, but he said he had a ton of Coke Rack and a ton of Bubba. Like, if you can do that, like, if that's, like, that's the underrated, like, people, we, you know, we give the shout out to the people who win 26,000 bucks. That's awesome. But if you can, like, tread water week to week, like, if you put in 93 bucks and lose it all, because, you know, I've had weeks like that. That sucks. But, like, if your bad weeks are, like, tread water weeks, that's fine. It just reload the next week. Like, you don't have to do anything different. Like, you were close. Obviously, you had good picks. You had some bad picks. But if you can translate that into next week and roll it over, roll it over, you're not constantly redepositing. Like, those weeks are fine. Don't be worried about those weeks. I think it actually means, like, you're on the right – you're moving in the right direction when you have some of those weeks. Obviously, you'd want to win the 25K, but not everyone can. Two things. For starters, I'll take the same approach to outright. Sometimes you just got to accept you're not going to hit a winner this week. Now, I felt that a lot of times, and Dustin kept teasing. He was there. Teasing. He was there. Even though despite doing nothing. He missed every bird every, putt and made every par putt until yeah, like 13. Thir- yeah, until the one, finally. Uh, but So I really like always, just like, do I want to reinvest? I want to bet a guy live. Like, I don't know. That's next week's investment. Or, you know, like, what's the point? Just, I don't know. Take an L. Yeah, I, I, sometimes you just got to take an L. I had some fun with Damon. They, they were offering yeah. Damon at 70. I was like, yeah, why not? He's within two shots. <laughs> Listen, there were a lot of live. There's some guys like Homa 400s. Like some Hideki would have been like 200 at one point. Some big ones. Even someone showed me like a DJ 80. You would just wouldn't think those guys would have done what they did. I'm also a five-year-old child. And you said your sentence, like Chris turned $93 into 87, but he did a lot of coke rack. I just like giggled for, you know, because that's me. Well, I mean, he's going to, he would have to like triple his money if he really wanted yeah. to get into the Coke rack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, where were we? Some huge live numbers. And I guess to something I did want to touch on, that not only created some great opportunities to maybe hit some great each ways in those lives. I know you had Damon well, screwed you I, at the I, end. I actually didn't end up taking... Like, I was kicking myself for not taking the Damon each way until he bogeyed 18 because it was offered top three, and he ended up falling to fifth. Yeah. See, I know those were live, but now my question would be, for every time... The site that offers the each way where they pay out full everywhere, isn't that better than... Or sorry, the top five, or the T5s, or T20s. Okay, so isn't that... Hold on. Isn't that better than ever playing the each way? I'm starting to reconsider... Because it's the top five each way, like you said, and if you end up in a tie, you end up in a dead heat. So let's say, for example, you had Rory this week. Rory was what six to one. Let's just for, let's just say for, for easy do it easy math. Let's, let's just say he like was me. four to one. Okay. Let's just say that's what he was coming into the week. So if you each weighed him, that means there's one bet on the outright at four to one, then one bet at plus one hundred for him to come inside the top five. Now he came T five, but I believe there was five guys tied for T five. So then all of a sudden you're getting like minus five hundred on your money because it gets chopped up. Like you need to have the outright top five to yourself. However, if you use, there are two sites I know out there that do not have, it's like why I bet on the site that I normally use to bet, I don't bet top 20s on that site. I bet top 20s on the other site because yeah. there is no 
dead heat action. What that means is that there's no chop. So if someone comes T20 and they're tied with 20 other people, you get your full payout. Full payout. And it's the same way with their top fives, with their top tens, and their top 20s. The sites, and most sites, generally 90% we'll of the chop site, it. will chop it. St- standard operating procedure is to chop. Yes. Is to chop. It is something that, I don't know. And they even acknowledge, they even acknowledge in their header on the back. Yeah, the rules are there. We are not chopping. Good for you. It's not even like, you know, sometimes with that site, you think like no one's at work. Yeah. <laughs> That's you good, just think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be good. No one's working. They've just left it up from yesterday. And you can take it advantage of that. And, you know, even going back to like waste management, I think they had some crazy web odds as he was making his crazy run into contention on that one day. Now, I will say I have dealt with that from time to time. If they leave the odds that are too good, they, too will, just, good. they will just cancel They'll your cancel. bet. <laughs> yes, but there's a period of time where they know that they can't cancel and they just got beat to the punch. Yeah, of. I remember, like, what was the one at, what was the one where Finau and Berger were winning the U.S. Open after three rounds? Brooks won. The one that Brooks won. The, fir- the second one that Fleetwood missed the putt. Yeah, okay, so... We ended up on Tommy at 500 to one going into that round. That was good. But they were also offering Bryson at a thousand to one. And like everyone I know bet Bryson. Oh, and they, to one. The and they just were like, it's supposed to be a hundred. We, yeah. Someone put an extra. And zero. that happens. Like you can't get mad. Yeah. I don't get mad at the don't book over mad. that. Like, yeah, you hung a bad line, but the round hadn't started yeah. yet. They hung a bad line. And you could, ex- ex- you could see the hundred guy was, was at the thousand. Yeah. You know, where it's made. And there are times where I think they're totally just using their rules to their leverage, that's when you got to just sort of say, so it, ha, it's, ha, ha. it's a lot like knowing, understanding DraftKings scoring when making your picks instead of just blindly trying to pick the top six guys on the oh, leaderboard. Good point, good point. It's like Brooks this week didn't finish all that well. I believe he was top 20 in DraftKings points. Like he made a bunch of eagles. Like, it's going to happen. Luke List typically, by and large, outproduces DraftKings points-wise where he finishes on the leaderboard because... He makes a bunch of eagles, or he gets super streaky and super hot. And when he gives it all back, he gives it all back with like a nine. And, if you, and that's, that's only a, minus one, or minus one and a half, whatever the hell it is. It, it's like playing in your fantasy baseball league and not knowing whether you're playing head-to-head or rotisserie. Or if there's kicker points, or there's bonus points in your fantasy football league. Understanding the minute rules on different gambling sites is huge. It can be, it's not necessarily a huge advantage, but it really takes away from your disadvantage. Like, 98% of the people who wager on sports lose over time. That's just the way it is. People do it for fun. But if you understand that, hey, if I bet a guy at 20 to 1 to come inside the top 20 on this one place, and he's only listed at 17 to 1 on another place, but that place doesn't offer the dead heat, the 17 to 1 is the better number. Just... Understanding that is huge in getting into it. And it was, you know, kind of a perfect storm of events that led to it. You know, just yesterday being what it was. And and we'll get to it. And to the Scott thing, like I said, he played literally exactly as I thought he would play. Even if you told me going into any day of the tournament, this is what his score would be. I would agree with you. I wouldn't have thought that number would have held up. I would have thought one of the great players or a barnstormer would have played better. But everyone got got. So everybody. I wrote down. Everyone. I wrote in my notes two things. One, if like Rory being in first really set a good market on everyone. Because he's the the favorite coming in. World number one. World number one. everything. 
And just every, you got pretty good odds, even on Scott going into the final. He was like, I think four to one going three three fifty. I saw, but what was Rory Sunday morning was like one sixty seven. I think I, th- I think he was 150 one fifty okay, on sure. certain places. But either way, like he demands the market because he's the most likely player to win. That day. but yeah, what Rory didn't see coming was Andrew Cust rooting for him and immediately triple bogeying, and then following that up with a bogey. Like that's the difference in the tournament. That triple bogey. If he doesn't, if he just pars that hole, he's tied for the lead. Not even par bogeys, because it probably just changes his psyche. He doesn't step over all those like because there was a run he could have gone into it. The yeah. way that he just unfolded, kept he had his chances, and everyone you bet on, you could feel like had their opportunities. Like I'm upset. Like yeah, I could find the Damon, moments for man. yeah. That's what I mean. Even a guy you. If you shot tracked Dustin Johnson for four days, you cannot figure out how he couldn't surpass minus 10. But he did nothing and he did everything all at the exact same time. He's like my friend Tim. He's simultaneously the best while simultaneously being the worst. It is so hard to do that. Well, Dustin was oh! Dustin was able to get himself out of all the trouble he was in until it finally stopped. I think he was like seven. He was a perfect like eight for eight. Getting the ball. He did birdie one one on the weekend. No, that that's tough. But either way, like his approaches were dog shit. Dog shit the entire week. Like he was just he was missing left, then he'd mm-hmm. overcompensate, then he'd be missing right. But he was getting it up and down. But if he had a five foot birdie putt, miss. Miss ten foot par putt, make. Like it was really bizarre. And I understand this as someone that um, in Saudi he could not buy a putt. Lost to like McDowell by a couple who like was making everything. making everything on a Saturday. Being Coocher for sure. three and a half rounds. Or, yeah, or Phil for a lifetime, but. That, that that happened. Let's not throw that sort of shade sure. at Phil. No, sorry, Phil's I mean, like, like a top ten iron player ever. With the sorry, I meant like uh, Phil was like the what filled in on the Saturday, like at uh, Pebble. Uh, uh, Pebble yeah. McDowell was like holding out, horrible situations, holding out, like parring, like the most insane. How do you par that? Um, Dustin, even at Pebble, it was really the exact same. He wasn't as close on the leaderboard, but for like two and a half days, if three and a half, three days, if you track Dustin, you're like, how is he not like near the top? He's been striping at the Poana surface for all like Dustin can't putt. Yes, he's gotten better. Poana is his surface. He's got the trophies from Poana. Um, really thought it worked out. I thought I was going to be a week early. Grab that 14 to one. Uh, you know, this week at seven, I thought he was going to pop. It was all going to pop. It didn't. He could never get it going. It was really frustrating. But at the same time, you take a week like that and I, you almost appreciate the guy more because you fought him closely. Nothing went his way. And he came to 10. And he was like there and he could have won. And when he stepped to the 10th hole at Riviera on Sunday, one stroke back, who was going to win? To me, like, this, this is Dustin's right now. And 10 was problems for everybody. And he couldn't get 11. And then uh, he just, like you said, we were making all these great par saves. And there were no birdie putts. They're just, the birdie putts weren't even there. So, eh, whatever. Whatever. Scott, Scott whatever. was able, like, he, he made his like short misses early. The big equalizer, and even going back and looking at the winners of this event, like Dustin's a good putter. He's not a great putter. Like, he's around average. Some weeks he's going to be good. Some weeks he's going to be bad. Like historically, J.B. Holmes, very bad putter. Last year, he gained like 10 strokes of this event when he won. But it's the tournament that has the most three putts and the most missed putts inside of five feet. Think trying to figure that out going into next year. Like, it's kind of an equalizer for someone who sucks on the greens like Scott. Oh, it's absolutely. Like, we're, like I know Ben, but Am, even Dustin ben sits- Am was having a kid, but like it would have been a perfect tournament for him. Yeah. It's like, oh, everyone's missing from three feet. This is great. Lukeless was in the top 10 at one point. Must be an equalizer week. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, that's and, something to consider is that guys are going to miss short putts. Not everyone's going to be Morikawa on 11 on Sunday, but 
happens. Or even, yeah, or uh, Brooks had some ugly, like, three putts from inside four feet. Tiger had a four-jack. Like, they're just tough greens. Yeah, no, it got everybody. So I can't, like, you can't even, like, lament on those misses because literally everyone sort of dealt with those misses. Disappointing, though, by Rory in that you you just wish... they all feel that they like the someone's going to run away. So they ha- they feel like they have to like press or can't give it back. But the reality is like you take a deep breath, you could take your bogey at any point. Did anyone think that Kucher was going to win? No. No one did. Not a Even moment. the broadcast like as soon as he wasn't tied for the lead, he was off the broadcast. It was weird. But like anyone who like follows the stats like you, you know, I'm on the Fantasy National Live leaderboard be like, "Oh, he's gained 9 strokes putting through 3 rounds and has not been striking the ball well. This is going to go kaput here at some point." It was almost like I gave him credit for lasting as long as he did. Like cuz he was attempting a wire to wire. And it spoke to when we discussed the betting boards, like we didn't even discuss Kucher. Only because, even though he came off the win. It, it, it's in, not even that. It's just in Singapore. the degree of difficulty for a short hitter at that course. Eventually, you have to be so perfect, perfect that the moment that you're not perfect, everything becomes three times as difficult. Like Scott got away and Brooks mm-hmm. got away or not necessarily Brooks, but like Rory got away with it. Hama was someone who pounds the ball. He gets away with it. Like you can do that. If you're just farther down yeah. the course, but even Riviera, even those guys have their moments. True, like where they get chewed up. So yeah, you're right. Everything has to go perfect for them. I don't know. You said the the B word. What? Broadcast. We'll we'll save the broadcast talk. There's a couple other things. Rory punched the flag, the American flag. Oh, he did. Hey, on 10, he was pissed. He missed the short putt and punched the flag stick, but it had an American flag on top. Americans very upset. I didn't. I didn't. Tim no. also very upset. But he was not as upset about that as he was about the Genesis CEO in his tight shirt. <laughs> Just sounds like jealousy. As someone who, like, what happened is, so he's wearing the shirt and all the buttons are popping off. Now, as someone who has, like, a thin waist but a bigger chest... That's exactly what happens because you want to get a shirt that fits you in the waist, but the only way you can do that if it's not like tailored is having it be super tight in the chest. And once it's super tight in the chest, it's going to like look like it's popping off you the entire time, but it's still comfortable. I, it just sounded like people were jealous of how fit that like 55 year old dude was. Now, there was no reason to have him on the broadcast because we were missing shots of people on the leaderboard. I just found it funny that people tried to go after this guy. Look great. Hope I look that good, but I'm like 55. Jealousy oh. is what I'm throwing out there. We will get there. I'll say that the, guy was eating cauliflower rice for two weeks to get tight for his broadcast. The corporate sponsor interview is the I. It's the least of my problems. The least of it. I, whatever. You're allowed to miss a shot or two during that, as long as they do their other jobs properly. But if you can do the playthrough, right? And you can show action during commercials. Like, if you have to do the Genesis Open guy talking, can't you just put him in, like, the little, like, pitcher-in-pitcher box and just have shots without commentary going on so I can see what's happening? Because Shot Tracker was also, like, the app was at points, like, three holes behind. Then it would catch up. Then it would get three holes behind again. Really bizarre. makes betting tough. It really does. I should say, I did a show with Kenny last show. It even feels more important. Yeah, we we talked we week. talked a lot yeah. about some of the like a lot of the problems that people had with the broadcast this weekend were a lot of the stuff that we had brought up. But there was before I kind of let you rant about this. No, I don't want to rant. 
the thing that I'll say is that it's a lie. There is stuff that we want, and most of the stuff that we want in terms of golf coverage is just impossible. Like it's not going to go from what it is right now to what we want tomorrow. Like that's just. But not it, possible. they're going backwards, and that's what's it's scaring not, me. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have your piece here. What I will say is we want to see every shot, we want to see every hole, we want to bet on this, whatever. That's not going to happen. So for something like CBS, and now that we're NBC for an extended run here up until the Masters, I think that NBC does a better job with the broadcast. Now they have golf channels, that works out really well for them. However, if you have time to show me like these random one-offs, like there's a camera on Tiger the entire time. I don't care to see Tiger when he's 11 over par, but people do, I get that. Why? Because Tiger is a star. You want to see what's happening with Tiger. If Phil had been there on the weekend, we would have seen Phil seven over hitting his shots. Now, and we should, we saw it with Spieth as well. They were cutting away to Spieth, like doing whatever and being terrible, but chipping in anyway. Not in contention. Now, you need to have a short list of guys going into the tournament who are going to be in contention in a lot of these tournaments. Like, you have the PGA Championship, and you have the Masters. Well, who are some guys who might play well there? Xander Shifley, John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay. Like, if you're going to do the cutaways to the unimportant stuff, at least try to build up some new people. Because if I'm, a, like, my 60-year-old dad is sitting at home, and he's watching the broadcast, and then we get to the Masters, like, who the hell is Patrick Cantlay? Like, build these guys up now. Yeah. You know that they're good, that they're young, and you need to have some sort of plan after Tiger Woods yeah. and Phil retire to have some sort of star. Like, that's the part, like, I didn't see a shot from Rom. Like, he was at six under most of the day. Like, he wasn't in it, but he wasn't out of it by any means. Like, two birdies in a row or an eagle on 10, all of a sudden, Rom is two shots off the lead and on the leaderboard. Now, they did a very poor job of, like, I didn't see, a, I didn't see Joel Damon on TV until Adam Scott almost hit him off the tee on 17. And he had just made, like, back-to-back birdies or on 15, whatever it was. So he was, like, two shots off the lead the entire day. Didn't get to see a shot. Eventually, like, they responded to social media and started showing Max Hama over and over and over again. That was great because he was making a run. Like, Hideki made a run. Didn't see any of it. He was at nine under. Like, he could have posted the club. He did post the clubhouse lead. But, like, that one putt on 18 or that chip on 18, like, that could have been close. That could have gone in. That could have been the difference. Like, there was just so many guys populating the leaderboard. And they are enamored with Harold Varner. And the one shot that everyone wanted to see, we didn't see until, like, two hours later. I thought that was really bizarre. But managing your expectations with this kind of thing, I think, is important. I want every shot. I really do. And at the DFS Open, I might stream our round and just show you. And, like, listen, when I'm hitting, you can hold the camera so we can see my shot. Then I'll take the camera back and I'll film you and the two guys that we're playing with. Like, I know that's stupid. And, like, iPhones aren't the answer to this. But just as proof of concept of how easy it could be and the potential demand for it, even if you charged out the yin-yang, I just want to see some incremental steps. Just something, just some positive growth and not have the same golf coverage that we've had for 60 years. Because eventually, the people that are used to that golf coverage are just going to be dead because they're so fucking old. They're going to be dead. I agree with everything you said. I just need people to understand, sort of like you, when I am getting angry... I, I'm not even close to expecting the I, – I agree with what we want is everything. And I'm not even close to expecting that. And my anger, my disappointment comes from we're not even getting like bare minimum at this point in my opinion. A day of reckoning is coming at some point. It's not. 
No, at some point. We might be dead before it happens. A day of reckoning is is coming. Uh, maybe golf isn't the P, maybe golf's popular and the PGA Tour just isn't popular. I, I don't know. Like I, I have no, I have no idea. But they ride a tightrope. This CBS every single week. They ride this tightrope, and I bet you there's one or two care guys that care that think about it every Sunday. There's two scenarios every week that they pray to God they avoid. At least someone who cares, I know, has to be. One, 98% of the time, Pat, when they take their 15 minutes, which I've accepted, I'll put on the radio, I'll do a chore. you got to take a shower. As, as Tim says, you need time to sure, shower during whatever, the Sunday. The ra- you know, whatever. I accept it. 98% of the time, the two guys in the lead make two boring pars. There's nothing to even show. There's nothing to even update. Like, right? Like, but, but I guess my question is, what, what happens when the guy who's winning triple bogeys a hole? When the number one player in the world and Adam Scott, a Masters champion, a formidable player, they are literally throwing up on themselves as we're in this. And okay, can even someone accept that you are now off the air? Which is insane. That's insane to begin with. That shots aren't being shown. It would literally, I would, I would break a TV if I couldn't like see the first five first downs the Chargers ran because they just, just... Uh, they ran something else on CBS. This is my CBS. This is my Dick Enberg. Stan Humphreys, Alfred Papuno. I love you guys. But like, what is this? My point being the perfect storm. So now the leaders are throwing up on each other. And when they come back, they don't even tell, like they don't even, I was listening to it on the radio. I got the picture. Good broadcast, by the way. The Doug radio Bell, bro- sports guy, all those guys. They're great. I wish I could name them all. Mark Immelman. Mark Zucchino. Um, Canadian Ken sports talk. Yeah. Great. They literally do what we want. On the radio, it's bang, 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 bang. And when guys like Homa Damon are making their move, they're just telling us. They're not like they're live for the shot, but they're like, oh, like they're literally commenting to each other. Like, whoa, check this out, Hideki. So that that this is part of the thing. So, and someone had brought this up in the commentary that was going back and forth on Twitter. It may have been Tambo. It may have been Kenny. I forget who it was. However, instead of us needing to see every single shot, what if it was just audio to begin with? What if there's one guy walking around with each group who's just, hey, I want to tune in to the Norin group because I have a head-to-head with Alex Norin. I just want to know what's going on. Eventually, you can get to the video. But everyone just talks about how expensive it is to have this broadcast and show the video in the servers. And I agree. It's a very difficult task to undertake. Starting it at some point would at least lead you to a place where it works. But audio-wise, like the majority of people who watch this show are viewers – are actually listeners. They just listen to the podcast. They don't watch you freak out the entire time and my sexy visage. Yeah. What happens is they plug into their ear and they go about their day. I was doing it. Took my son out for a walk. Yeah, I was at the gym. Because the broadcast was so... Well, not, I, not even that. It's just I can follow along and I'm not yeah. missing anything. In fact, I'm actually getting more information. And if that's all it is, hey, Jeff, here's a free ticket to the Honda. Your job today is to follow around Tommy Fleetwood's group and tell me what him and the other two guys are doing. That's just, it. Yeah, be That's normal. It. Be normal. Yeah, just tell be us normal. what's going on. Yeah. Listen, you're onto something, and I have beta five triple underline to my point. Like, at least let me know there are beta things on the underground that they are, like, thinking about that they want to do. But again, this perfect storm. So 98% of the time, those leaders, will, guy like Rory will make a boring par. There's nothing to even talk about. There's nothing to even talk about. We don't even have to even acknowledge that hole existed in the history of the sport. Never happened. Fine. But what that triple bogey led to was about eight to ten guys now being within two strokes of the lead um, for the rest of the day. 
And that is something they don't know how to deal with. 90% of the tournaments, I respect. There are only two to three, four guys like that are in contention on Sunday. CBS loves this storytelling. This is what the people inside CBS that, that will ever talk to me will tell me. The people at the top, they love the concept of the storytelling. Kucher's the old guy. Rory's the world number one. Adam Scott is a world-renowned player, leader of the internationals that we just got to see. I mean, I, I love Harold Varner. I want him to win, but it really seemed like they were like, Harold Varner's black. We're going to show him. You could listen. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. Do you want to know something? I went to a private school. There was one black kid there. They put him in all the pamphlets. Is that What do you want from Like, Like, is that what it felt like? It was just odd that he was the one that, like, I get that he's like, Harold Varner's like popular amongst, like, us. Yeah. Like he's fun, and I guess he was in the final group of the PGA Championship, and when he imploded, but like they stuck with him the entire. And as soon as he got out, he was done. And then it was just Max Homa was the only one that we could see. Like eventually, on like hole seventeen and eighteen, when players were off the course, we're like, "Hey, here's Sung Kang." Russell Henley for a while was like in the yeah. lead, and we didn't get to see anything. So like, they have, if you have the ability to like show these guys, like I'm pumped they're showing Harold Varner, but why can't we get like the three other guys who are a shot with? behind him too like you're 100 really, right it was really it just seemed really I, strange that Werner was the one like singled out as gotta show harold Werner. is it well he he got into the lead early so he becomes part of the storytelling now to my point when they tell me the storytelling there's only one type of person who's watching the six goddamn hours and it's not someone who cares about the story the people that might be interested in the story you're trying to convey, Pat, they're not watching the whole thing. They're flipping. They're in and out. Like, so it's fine for them, but they're not, like, even keeping up with the story you're trying to tell no one. The move is, because CBS, just to really throw a wrench and just kind of, like, gut CBS, is Golf Channel should do the broadcast proper before cutting over to CBS. And then there's just a huge disparity between what the broadcasts look like. Well, that's NBC just saying like, but but they but they don't do that. But they I could, watched, they could do that. They don't do that. And I know it, you know, comes up in your thing, and we've talked with Kenny, and we've spoken about it before. That like, make fun of the XFL all you want, yada yada yada. If in a year from now I am watching the ref and the replay guy break down the thing in the Charger game, that's a win. The XFL was worth it at the that. point. XFL was amazing. I got transparency on the. Re it's the coolest thing ever. Do, do am, am I enjoying when they interview a guy who just made a touchdown and they ask him about like the airport reclining seat controversy? Eh, it's cute. It's funny. Like that's funny. That's a charm. Do I need that in the NFL? Like no, but that's nice. But what I need in the like like you said, we'll take two or three things. The NFL will take like they did last time. That's all. Um, Odds on the screen, live win probabilities, that kind of thing. Sure, just nonstop bouncing. And this thing to the Varner shot. For how much they, on the 10th hole, for how much they put him in, they put him in our face the whole day. And then this incident on 10. Three holes later, Faldo is still referring to it and saying, if you've ever done that, like you're literally, you can't feel your hands anymore. Like as a professional golfer. As a professional golfer, it happened to me once. I'm not even comparing myself. I played my buddy. I, it was in the, this past summer. Met my, met my bookie that day. I was on my golf heater. Took it to the golf course. So me and my buddy were going to play nine. Uh, stroke play, uh, match play. I got up to a 3-0 lead. I dropped the next three holes, uh, and I went to the, the, the next hole, and I topped the ball. I couldn't hit a ball the rest of the day. 
Like you top a ball when you're like even feeling anything, you're done. And I know that's like the dumbest comparison. I'm no, not even no, no, comparing. No. I, what I like, want to say is when we finally saw the video, he didn't even top the ball. Yeah. He just basically missed it. But they're referencing this moment on 10 and and three holes later, he's still fucking up. And Feldo's saying it's because of 10. And literally, if you're a pro, you you, you don't even feel your hands anymore. You don't trust anything in what's real. And they can't get, I didn't even know. I must have been at the park with my kid listening on the radio, which is such a, a beautiful experience. I'm actually getting what I want. I'm getting more serviced. Like I'm actually feeling like I'm being serviced when I take in the radio broadcast. So I think I missed it when they actually put it on the TV. But uh, the whole thing, they, is it that they don't know how to think on their feet or they're just lazy? Because I've worked in a newsroom and I've been lazy. And I've had ideas and like, no, I just, I, they don't pay me enough to try to like kick the ball. I would they say. They don't pay me enough. I'm just going to sit here and keep my job like a politician. I don't know. Well, here are the two things that's really disconcerting about it is one, I think that the reason for stagnation in the broadcast and we've seen no evolution in it is because where's the bottom line to actually do this? If you do do it. Does it bring you in new people? I would say yes. Someone told me because they watched a 2001 PGA broadcast recently. It was the exact same. Like a replay was but, but, playing. But what I am telling you is that they see no reason to push the envelope or change it whatsoever. We're CBS. We get good golf ratings. This has worked for 30 years. Why would we change it? Now, what I'm saying is that when it comes down to like digital rights, and this, maybe this doesn't need to be the CBS broadcast. Maybe it can be on CBS Sports, a CBS app. Maybe do something in conjunction with the PGA where you start to get a subscription-based service that can start to pay for itself. And eventually, that will make money. If gambling is going to be legalized across the United States, and you can sell the subscription maybe through Golf TV internationally as well, and just redistribute the rights that way, there are more than enough people betting tens of thousands of dollars. Fuck, there are enough people betting $500, $1,000 a week. That would pay $25 to $50 bucks per event, and it wouldn't even be that expensive. But they would pay that much. I hear some people say it's like, oh, well, I wouldn't pay anything more than $30 a month. for it. It's like, you bet $2 a week. Why would you at this point? Like, it's for gambling people. That's all this is for. Like, and maybe some like super duper hardcore, the family of, I don't know. We, Kevin Kisner wants to see him play on, on a we Saturday. We know. So that, that's one thing. The other thing is the technology seemingly employed by the PGA is just awful. Like, whoever did that Masters app, like, they're doing this for mm-hmm. the players. Apparently, we're going to be able to see every right? single shot or IBM, of the players. I mean, IBM, IBM. We're going to be able to see it. And that's coming up in like a month from now. And you can do it through the PGA app. The PGA app can't even, like, update itself properly. I get, like, there's a bug. You need to update it. And, like, if that happens within the first three holes of the tournament, because we see that at the majors a lot, then that happens. But I don't need to have to update my app seven times over the course of a weekend because you can't function properly. I just hope it's not a disaster. Because if it is a disaster at the players through the app and seeing all these shots, they're just going to scrap it, which would be very disheartening. We, we, we know so much. We are so much ahead of where a fan was like 15, 20 years ago from on any level, on any level. You, there's no, I don't give a shit. There's no old timey football fan or anything that can say they know as much as we do with what we are like literally given access to now. 
if you want. You can watch every game. You can watch the game tape of every game. You can literally watch like a Warren Sharp or Brian Baldinger break down every play. Like, I am so much smarter, even because I grew up playing a hundred games, a billion games of Madden a year. I am such a smarter football fan than anyone my age at any other Than you in 1987. At any other point in time. I'm exposed to so much more, and it's the exact same for golf. I know so much more. I, I like we know so much uh, more now, so we expect so much. And maybe that's the millennial in us, because like you said, it. Your dad, my dad, he's seventy five years old. He, he just he's flipping the channels. He doesn't like fucking give a shit about Max Homa, a top five, a DraftKings, like an outright, an app. Nothing matters. He's he, not that he's even following along with Jim Nance's story. He just needs the leaderboard and a live shot. And that's the good broadcast. Like, the broadcast is doing its job, essentially. So uh, maybe... And every commercial that's on is tailored to people like him. A fancy car, a fancy watch, a medication. Some some dick pills. Exactly. Like, those are the people. They're not catering to uh, us. I know know we've said it before, but they're they're just not. So We're such a minority, I guess. We think we're loud because we're on the internet, like maybe Bernie bots or whatever. It's it's a lot like Bernie bros. Bernie's actually like kind of pulling ahead now, but Bernie people are the loudest people on the internet. Yeah, and I know. They're overrepresentative of like what the actual population is. And frankly, man, like if I, I'm not American, so I don't care. But, like, if I was even considering voting for Bernie Sanders, the people on the internet would be like, I'm not going to vote with these fucking crazy people. They're all nuts. <laughs> nuts. Yeah, that's a bad they're, example. They're like but left-wing Trump people. I understand, like, we are, like, the, the one, we are the 0.001%. But here's the thing. If it does actually come down to money, well, we are in a strong minority of the actual viewership of this. We've seen Golf Channel on the Thursday and Friday ratings go up. Why? Gambling and DraftKings. 100% that is the case. The demographic has fallen in terms of average age. Why? Gambling and DraftKings. Who has money to buy the next set of products? So you don't need to just have diabetes in Wilford Brimley pitching you stuff. Maybe it's maybe it isn't that. Maybe it's a complimentary piece. But gamblers and DraftKings players have money. They will buy things. And not only is it money, they're financially invested in actually watching what's going on. But here's the tip. They all have disposable income because they're fucking gambling the entire time. It's just richer, young people who like this stuff. And if you can build a product for them to buy, they will buy it. You make more money. You know what people do like to do, especially the people at CBS? Make money. So even if you have to take a loss the first two years of this, it is a product that will be viable, and the economics point to it working. And eventually it's just going to get to the point where I'm not watching anymore. I'm just going to take up the XFL. I'll start watching NASCAR because I can punch in a direct TV thing, and I'm in the dashboard of the driver that I want to be in the dashboard of. Every other sport, you can see what's going on. Golf, you cannot. So eventually that's that's going to have to rectify itself because the people who CBS is built for are going to die because they are old. And people like us will be the next wave of people who actually tune into this stuff. We're going to be like, this sucks. Yeah, or that smart guy that's, you know, I don't know, crunching numbers, doing good on school. I don't know, listen to this podcast. He's going to be running vice president of CBS Sports one day. Like, I don't know, people like us who come from, like, our train of thought will one day be running. Yeah, the, the smart version of us. Yeah, sure. People... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's one day the people that not only take in the companies will die, the people that are currently making these decisions will die. And that is the reckoning I speak of. And yes, it's a far way away. And I'm not wishing death or anyone to lose their job, but they, how they can't see the future 
it's really weird. And just tell me we're trying something. And I don't like that there's beta things on the horizon because I know how slow the implementation process like is before it could actually happen. So the fact that, yes, the players, yes, the masters, but the fact that like the PGA itself is making very little effort from my understanding, maybe I'm wrong, to see where the future is going to be is is disheartening. And you're absolutely right to sell guys like a John Rom who will be there at the Masters. If you're about storytelling. Yeah, Ali, it's just a bit of Kate Lesson. Not every episode of Breaking Bad had a whole lot of Skylar in it or a whole bunch of Jesse. If you check in with him once an episode, just so you remember that they're there. Their story progresses a little bit. And that's with these good players who are playing poorly. If it is about storytelling, oh, hey, Xander made the cut on the number. He actually had a pretty good weekend. He's going to finish like T31. But hey, if he had made a few more putts, he would have been there. I, He's won th- three WGCs. He came like second at the Masters last year. Like, let's just check in. Let's remind you that he exists. So when he pops up at Augusta or some big tournament that we broadcast, we don't have to run the feature out of like, this is Xander Shifley. His dad was in the military and he grew up in Germany. Like shit no one actually cares about. Is, is he good or is he not? We've identified this as a good player. Let's show you him hitting shots. Do you want to know the honest to God's truth? Well, no, this might have been a little bit of a lie. Part of me this morning woke up and I was upset when I realized NBC will be doing the Honda because I think I'd have gotten kicked out if it was CBS. I'd have just heckled the fucking truck. I'd have literally heckled their truck. You guys out there watching but golf? It, but, but, I'm standing but outside not, but the truck. it's not even the producers who are at fault for this because they're clearly getting directors. They're directors. But it's not even There's the, a director no, in the truck. No, yeah, but I get that, but it's not like... I know, I've been in those trucks before. And, I get it. And it's not to, well, you know what we're going to do today? Show a thousand shots. There's a directive coming Agreed. down from on top There's of the There's pre-production that knows exactly. The storytelling has been told in their meeting. I get it. But it's not even that. Like, they couldn't call that audible on the fly if they wanted to. If they wanted to. It's because it's not on them. It's not on the producers. It's on the executive producers, the network heads, those types of people. And the problem, like you said, it's slow to implement all the way up because I'm sure that there are cameramen. I'm sure that there are people in that truck who want to see it the right way. But when uh, it's not Les Moonves anymore, but whoever it is at CBS gives you, this is how we do it. You do anything else, you're fucking fired. You you do it that way. I agree. You're 100% right. But the other side of that that makes me worry is when you see someone who's inside, like a Nabolo, uh, make a comment this morning responding to an article, and they, he doesn't even realize that there's a problem. So that I'm is not con- too concerned about guys like that. No, and I agree. And those guys are the least of my problem. People are like, nah, nah, Nance. No, Nance can handle anything. If they told Nance to bounce to a thousand shots, Nance could do that. Jim friggin' Nance. Nance is following his orders. Nance might be part of the implementation of the orders. because no, he's, he's that, not. He no, I'm just saying, not. if he had an opinion, they might listen. But you're right. I'm just saying, Nance can handle anything. You know, people can pick on Dottie. I'm so past caring about who the voices are. Like, I don't care who the voices are. There's so many other bad things about Considering the you're listening to the radio broadcast, and if you're at home, you'll put it on mute and watch it. That's how past yeah. the point of watching it is the radio's even, like, ahead. Radio's ahead, and they go to commercial. The radio's still going. So. Got to do the top and bottom of the... Oh, if you were listening to the radio, did you hear that commercial for Arnie's Army? Oh, the, the album? song! I would, I would love to have sung it. Sung it. Uh, one week in April. Like, it's so bad. Augusta Journey. <laughs> right? Like, something like that. I just, every time I hear it, like, who one is this One week in for? April. Augusta Journey. Or something. <laughs> this one's for Arnie. Like, something. It, it, yeah, it's, it's so it's, weird. It's, it's really so weird. bad. It's so creepy. 
It's borderline creepy. Arnie's Arnie. I, if Tim knew how to use satellite radio, he would have already like, ordered that album. And there's like yeah, some like doopy one, like like um, um, about his army. Yeah. Like oh, I wish. Oh, God damn it! Which is, I must have heard the commercial. 50 times. We're what? your army. Like, I don't... So, yeah, I heard that commercial a ton. Let's talk WGC. I, I don't want to relitigate the I broadcast thing every single week. I don't I really want to don't. either. I but don't. I felt like this was a good time. It got to, worse. It actually was it, worse. It didn't actually get worse. No, it there, did. there was no difference between this week and any other week. The difference... I t- the the, the, the tightrope they walk. Well, it's not that. There's two things. One, a lot of eyeballs on this tournament because of the stack field. A lot of people were tuning in for the first time all year. This is the real kickoff of the golf season is this event. All the big names are there. Two, you got that clustered leaderboard, and it really threw a wrench into the situation. And I said, it's them. part of them walking the tightrope. They wa- they know these things. They, they they know 90% of the time there's a par run when we're off the air. 90% of the tournaments, it's three guys. It really is. Am I wrong? Yeah, or like, two, or whatever. Two, one. like literally. They're not, like, what happens is, is, is rare. Imagine but, if they put up the leaderboard, XFL style. You got... Adam Scott, and you got Joel Damon on 17, you got Sung Kang in the clubhouse, and right next to their score, and what hole they're on, live odds to win the tournament. Oh! Oh! Yeah, even their Hi, pre- I'm CBS. I now have a partnership yeah. with DraftKings and DraftKings Sportsbook. If you, <laughs> use, like- if you use code CBS to sign up, CBS gets money. No, Problem no, no, solved. Now we can afford it. Didn't every single one of these leagues sell their proprietary infos to the casino or something? Oh, I don't know. Like so, yeah, I'm telling you all that, all that stuff, and you're you're not wrong. And even their pre-tournament odds, like when the guy's now four, he's like a hundred to one or something. Yeah, like, and if so, the guy's an eighth, and you really want to make some drama for that, yo, his T10 odds were X. And do you know what my dad gets, even though he doesn't have a clue Max Homa is, even though there's a story with Max because he's a hundred to time. one. He's like, that's a long shot. Yeah, no. even though there is a story with Max that you could tell, the guy spends his free time roasting. Yeah, Gen Pop on the internet. Good podcast, like, by Yeah, the way. great guy. Good, seems to be the future. You know, get it. He gets it. Clearly gets it. He's like sort of making himself part, like like him. Yeah. Just because he's like. And he was the guy who was like pissed for a while, remember? He had yeah. That one weekend. He really came around, did the 180. Gets it. He sees where it's going. Sees it. He saw it. He saw it. Um, you know, there's a story to be told there. But to my point, you put 100 to 1 up there, 150 to 1, that will make like anyone get, whoa, versus Rory's like four. Oh, go this guy. Yeah. You're right. We can't do it every week. I'm so upset we have to do this again. It, in my opinion, it got worse. Well, this and it didn't get worse, but but when they fall off the tightrope, it was exposed yesterday. It wasn't worse. It was exposed in many places then. And 100%. A lot, and a lot of it, too, is now we don't see CBS till the Masters. It's all NBC from here on out. And I prefer the NBC coverage. I think yeah. it's I well, think it's a of the bit golf more, channel joint. It's yeah, I, symmetry. It, you, there's, there's no gap for one thing. You get to see more shots. And like I like the aesthetic of their coverage better. There, there's a different tint that they have on the lenses that makes it look a bit grittier. I like that. And I like this tournament in Mexico. So it's enough of the broadcast. WGC oh Mexico God, is coming up right after this break. Moving on. We got baby, 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 spare ribs, roast beef, hot links, and more to give. Cube steaks, hot dogs, real tips, ooh, pork chops, chicken wings, and chicken wings, too. Give me a wave if you like catfish. Jump up if it's your favorite dish. Tommy likes ribs and chicken wings. If you like you, let me hear you scream. Wave for catfish. Scream for ribs. Welcome back. Hopefully you went and got some sort of beverage or whatever it is. Let's talk about the WGC Mexico 
live from Mexico City, over 7,000 feet at altitude. Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, your winners of this course. It is Club de Golf, Chipotle Peck, par 71, 7,330 yards. Jeff, did you know that the yardage of this course is almost identical to Riviera? And it is also a par 71, despite these two courses having absolutely nothing in common. Statistically, what I wrote in my column up on DKPlaybook.com this week was if you're using something like Fantasy National and you're using the mixed condition model to look at, like, courses of this length, who plays well at something of this length, I mean, if you use FantasyNational.com slash PME, get yourself the 20% off you want to go dig in, that you should really sort by courses less than 7,000 yards. This, This is a short course. Yeah, wouldn't you almost copy the? Uh, there's a subfield event somewhere like the Stableford, like Reno. Yeah, the one in Reno, <laughs> the one in Tahoe, I think oh, it yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, the, the biggest, the closest one in terms of elevation that these guys actually play is the Omega Masters in Switzerland, where Sergio's won there, Fitzpatrick's won twice, and Willett has won there twice in the past. Soderberg mm-hmm. won in like a 28 man playoff this year. That course, I think Matthias Schaub actually lost in there. But either way, like you so rarely see it. Um, but when you start to think about this course, I think you really, you don't want to think like, oh, this is long, like 7,330 yards. It's, and like where Riviera has the short par four and a really short par five and these super long par fours, this is just a really short course. And bombers can hit some of these par fours off the tee. Like the years that we saw Dustin won, he striped it off the team. It was like driving par fours. It was just a pitch and putt for him. The year that he didn't win, it was like Thomas and Phil. They ended up in the playoff. Remember the cameraman? Thomas held out. Hold out. Hold out on 18. Remember it was the cameraman almost took out JT in the playoff? Uh, he had it on the fringe? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, like, stepped on the ball or something? Was that that yeah, one? No, almost. You know what I thought about the other day that was just the craziest thing that we completely forgot about because he ended up winning? When the cameraman took out Tiger at the Masters. Remember that? Yeah, that was, like, important was for, like, like 20 whoa! minutes. Whoa! It was mind-blowing. So <laughs> where this is a WGC, we were doing that cut sweat live too. So at the top of the board this week, Rory's the favorite. He was second last year. He's six and a half to one. DJ's won here twice in three years. He's seven. Rom's 10. JT's 10. Webb, 18, and two weeks off after his win in Phoenix. Scott coming off the win is 18. Then you got Xander, Hideki at 20, Fleetwood at 22, Bryson at 28. Those are your top 10. And I don't want to spend too much time belaboring this point, but... Just go back and look at the non-match play WGC winners. It's like one of those guys, basically. 30 to 1 and below. Don't get too crazy here. I know I've already gotten crazy, but I'm an idiot, so don't be like me. Every year. And I would almost argue, Pat, there was a run of time where, like, even the 20, I was going to try to get fancy play, a couple 20s, even those guys weren't low enough for the WGCs. It was literally, like, the top four were, like, just winning these things. Mm -hmm. It was like a day, Dustin, Rory window probably yeah. speed like i just remember and it was non-stop xander winning like i feel like broke it once finally or something yeah and then it just turned out he was a top who 10 won the one in china i don't even remember this year yeah rory <laughs> that was the one like even guys didn't play because they got so much money from showing up to the zozo they didn't even have to play in a no-cut wgc yeah there are guys like it's funny like almost this field is a bit stronger is a bit lesser than last week yeah, just because f- like you have no brooks no tiger no cantley no finau no Rose. Poulter WD? No, no Poulter was going to play in Puerto Rico. He's not in this, but he withdrew from that. Like, we, we have an influx of, like, fun Euro guys, but, like, they're probably not going to win. So, for me, I bet Xander at 22-1. to 1. 
Xander and Fleetwood were a couple guys I was looking at. I tried to hit Dustin last week. Tried. I thought 14. Said it again already in this episode. The 14 was so beautiful. Because uh, you knew this was going to happen. And even the times that Dustin won here, Pat, yes, he was striping it. But, like, I remember those wins. His 20-foot rolls were, like, it was, like, the week I was hoping for last week. The happy could putt. Like, well, there's a lot to this course which takes some basic understanding that, a lot like heritage where it's not always imperative to be in the middle of the fairway, like being on the right side of the fairway, maybe a way worse situation than being in the left rough, just angle wise. So like smart players tend to do really well here. Dustin is a really smart player. Uh, the reason I went with Xander is like, you can make your pick. Like, I think that Rory is probably going to win and that's going to limit my exposure. Like him or Dustin, like to me are runaway favorites here. Um, and then, but I'm not going to bet six and a half or seven to one. Like, I don't think that they're substantially better than someone like Justin Thomas coming off as like worst round ever. But like now JT is 10 to one. Like he's lost in a playoff here before. He's very good. Like I don't, I can't differentiate between those guys. So I'd rather take triple the odds and take Xander, who I do think sets up really well for this course. And I actually, ball striking wise was excellent. Riviera just couldn't make a putt. So I like him. Like I was thinking about Hideki. Fleetwood's got a. Fleetwood's coming in hot. Win, second, second, T11. He's been second here before. I was worried about a bit of a layoff there, but he played in uh, where Westwood won. He came second. Yeah. Although I mentioned to you, nothing could be more deceiving than some of those Fleetwood seconds. Like they are round of the day Sundays. For round low round of the day on like Sunday. Like his US Open, man. Yeah. So I, I guess you just hope to have no bad round. You get that minus eight round in there, and yeah. Hope to birdie your par fives and make the short ones. The free birdie holes happen on other days. I really do like like Fleetwood and Pat. Let, let me be like Gustavo Chassin and pitch this to your senses. Adam Scott. Now, he just won back-to-back because he's won his last two tournaments that he's played. He likes to get hot. When he won the Honda, didn't he like come? He, came he won Doral the next week, too. Yeah. He came, he came second at Riviera the week before. Like, stuff. when he gets hot, he gets super hot. And he's, I guess you could say, even though they're two separate years, has uh, just won back-to-back events in two separate decades. Yeah. And two separate years. So that was pretty cool. And I heard an interview with him listening to the ra- radio. Fantastic. <laughs> the questions they even ask in the post-round. It's not this Ballyonis glad hand. No offense, Amanda's great, but I, I mean it. Like, there's just different questions. Adam was asked, like, you just sort of just disappear. You won in December after the President's Cup, and you just kind of disappear. You don't play any of these early events, early, early events. He goes, I need to recharge. There's guys that like to play almost every month, once a month at least. It's like, I got to recharge my competitive fire. That's what he said. Well, he's rich and he's one of them. Yeah, and he like, has a master's. Because, like, yeah, he just plays to win. He's not playing to come in 30. So I need to, and he's like, I was what? Like, just sitting back at home watching Tory Pines. Like, I got the juices. And that's when I know it's like time. It's time to, like, get going. Um, so, yeah, he, he just recalibrates and he gets, you know, the competitive fires burn up in him. Uh, I guess watching some events and watching the Tournament of Champions, even though he wouldn't have qualified for, or like Sony, like, doesn't. Just doesn't like yeah. get him his loins going, but seeing those big names at Tory Pines, he said that was the first hint. Like I'm ready to to compete, and we were afraid of him. I, you're right; it's a great number of a player of that skill set who's shown um, the form and, and coming off wins. I'm an idiot though; I would bet guys that don't win, like a Fleetwood or a Hideki, and I'll even stay in this range. Pat Hideki loved. By the way, people talked a lot about Hideki and his tee to green. Like, oh, he was like top three tee to green at Riviera. Six of those were around the green by the way. 
So it's not like he was hitting them irons. He drove the ball pretty well. The irons were not good, but he kept chipping in. Oh, sort of like Spieth, Spieth wise. Hideki on Sunday endearing to the to all those uh, L.A. Charger fans, though, with that outfit. I was going to say UCLA fans, oh. probably a few more of those guys. No, it was I think, more. I, like, yes, I, I, I agree. I legitimately I agree. think the, the LA XFL team is more popular than the Chargers. That's not true. Are you sure? It seemed like they had more home fans. They're than the free game. tickets, man. And they don't care about the other team, but that's not true. That's just not true. They're Charger fans. They just don't go to the games. Um, sorry, I said Hideki, but I meant to say Bryson. Bryson. Yeah, I was on Bryson here last year, and he was so terrible. So terrible. So terrible. And we worry about this one of two ways. Does, like, the math part of Bryson, like, that was the angle. Like, oh, Bryson, like, will have the calculation so much better. And you even, not even so much mocking him, but Bryson went up there at the podium, said all this stuff, like he had some secret or something, right? Like some secret formula he doesn't even want to let people know about. And then, like, Dustin gets told that, and he just, like, laughs, and Dustin wins the tournament. The guy who will probably put appear to put less of a pre-shot process in it than anybody. But for the Bryson argument, Pat, I, I caught a, I caught a 50 last night for the masters. Ooh, that's nice. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing it. It's coming. Okay. Big bad Bryson. No, he looks like a, he looks, he looks like a mutant, a mutant. But when he figures it, you're all, everyone is, he's going to be one of these like six super elites when he gets that thing figured out. You know what? And Augusta is a place he can just let those 24 inch pythons fly, brother. Let me tell you something, mean Gene. Bryson. <laughs> Bryson last year, the, the overlooked part of why he was so terrible, he lost five strokes putting and four strokes around the green. He couldn't putt but- again last week. Uh, he could not, but the ball strike, he gained off the tee approach and a ton around the green. Like, it's slowly coming back. And this off the tee he thing, looks, he, he actually has that part figured out already. Already, He looks so, not, not so much like the, the, his physical appearance putting is hysterical. Like, the arms are just protruding through your television. He just wants to get in that body issue. They the are SBN. they are coming at you. And again, he, I'll bet Bryson to win the match. Bryson is is taking everything that just the game is allow. He is taking advantage of everything. Everything the game is trying to stop from happening, like we said, I think in a previous episode with that new like report on distance, Bryson is like going the other way with. Until you do anything about it, I'm like one hundred. And 50%, yeah, like, going to take this to the extreme. Do you know who Bryson is? Bryson is when DraftKings first started offering giant prize pools in, like, 2014 and 2015. Started and built himself, like, an algorithm and an optimizer to enter 150 lineups. Versus football guy. Well, I know football. I'm going to fill out my team. And I'm like, I'm just going to use the tools that are presented to me and beat the shit out of you doing this. That's basically what Bryson's trying to do. Yeah. You like, say you convey it way smarter than I. Bryson knows yes. that being great off the tee is the one single thing that you need to be good at. Like elite, elite, elite. Look at all the elite players. You're going to have your outliers like Webb and even Tiger to Spieth. this point. Spieth. And that run. But look at like the true, true. elite guys. Brooks. Dustin. Rory. Rory JT. JT. Rom. Scott. Rom. All these guys crush it off the tee. And Bryson was good off the tee. Now he's just even longer off yeah. the tee. And it's not like he's Martin Trainer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are guys that can hit it on a mile, but they don't know where the hell it's going. Yeah. Like, Bryson's... Yeah. It's all coming. He's figuring it out. And I don't know about this one. All right, I'm in on Bryson. Xander and Bryson. Let's his, do this. His schedule will be this and the Nysum Bayhill players. Yes. 
Yeah, he could win Bay Hill if he doesn't win this one. I think he... Tommy could win. I almost like want Tommy to be horrible this week, but he'll be near the top. Next week will what? Be Brooks and JT, Ricky, Tommy at the top. Probably get Norrin as well, especially if Norrin wins in Puerto Rico. You're not going to flirt with those guys, though. What? No, but next week. He'll be like 28. Coming off a win, 25 maybe. And it's not like he has bad course history. I love the guy. Our buddy Ben across the pond put out an article today about like the fl- the players to Keon like going to Florida. It was like everyone I like can't wait to bet. Fleet Burger, no, it was like Burger, Burger Honda, yeah. Mitchell, uh, List, like all these guys can't wait to get to Florida and bet on. List once lost in a playoff at the Honda. Listen. Showing some form and showing a little bit of form. It's life, not life, like life. He, okay, he, not form, life. Yeah. Do you know why? Because he's gained strokes putting in like four consecutive tournaments. Uh oh. Yeah. Not not great when you're Luke List. So, so yeah, Bryce. I, but like, I was with you last year here on are, Bryce. Are you going to take a stab at the top? The top like six guys. I'm not. You I said, should. I should. Yes. But I'm not. You said you want a low exposure week because you're afraid of them. I want a low exposure week because I'm worried I'm going to bet next week like a major. Okay, so both unreasonable positions. I feel like mine is less unreasonable. <laughs> so, but so yes, with that, I just I can't miss anything. I tried to hit the top last week. I tried, just I missed it, missed it. So and next range of guys here, and we we have a lot of like. Is there anyone else you want to talk about from those guys? No, I uh, okay. So now we're into the next range. Yeah, we didn't even mention Webb. He won his last tournament. Yeah, Webb, Webb's great. Nice, nice guy. Nice player. Uh, get him back on Bermuda, just like when he won in Phoenix, and all of a sudden you're looking pretty good. Louie is 35. Casey is 35. Can't putt on Sunday. Morikawa, 35. Sergio and Leishman are 40. Woodland, 45. Bubba, 50. Reed, 45. Kucher, 45. Lowry. So we get a lot of guys. Here are some guys that haven't played on the PGA Tour this year coming over. We got Louie. We got Fleetwood. We got Lowry. Serge. Now, Sergio played last week. Uh, Robert McIntyre's in, at 90 to one. We got Tyrrell Hatton, Vic Perez. Uh, I will throw it right now. Cause we're not going to talk about a ton of long shots here, but burn Weisberger's a hundred to one and he's the 23rd ranked player in the world. And that's a guy who ball strikes when he's hot. He's missed his last two cuts. It's going to happen at a hundred to one. Like there's no reason that he should be the same odds as, I don't know, Graham McDowell. There or, really isn't a reason that. Yeah. Even. Like he should, should even like Rafa Cabrera Bale be 25 points shorter than him? He once came third here, though. Okay. Like, fair. why is Bob, like Why does McIntyre have better odds than Bern Weisberger? Weisberger's won three times in the past eight months. And this is the type of track, you know, it's not a driving premium. He'll just put it out there and he'll stick it to five. If he went, it will be a cavalcade of pin stocks. Yeah. Like he just gets hot. He won't even need to putt. His <laughs> proximity to pin will, won't even matter. Like, I've bet on Burn when he wins, and that's what it is. It's unconscious. Um, it's yeah. just, it, that felt like a bad number to me. I Paul Casey, I, I've seen bigger numbers. I, I bet him. I bet him at 50. I don't think that's... Oh, I sorry, I bet him at 40. Yeah, I, I've seen bigger numbers. That makes a lot of sense. I know you said this field is... It's almost easier than Riviera, but I don't know. He's a guy I really thought about betting last week, and I didn't. And I think there's... I don't know. I think it's an optimal situation potentially for him. Did you know first in the field in strokes game ball striking last week? Not a clue. I'll bet him. Paul Casey. I'll bet him. 
Another fun fact about Paul Casey. He lost like four strokes on the green last week at Riviera. Paul Casey? Three years of this tournament has never finished outside the top 20 and has never lost strokes putting at this tournament. Let's go. 40 to 1, Paul Casey? Like, when you... I'm not playing the very top, it allows me to build a card. Byun-Hun Ann just had a baby. Baby swag, Benny? Yeah, our Neiman Byun-Hun Ann funds didn't go well. No, that street. was bad. Not only did I bet him, <laughs> I played him on DraftKings, too. Bad choice. Who wasn't? So, I mean, I'm good with those four. Right? I like Sergio. I mentioned, I think, that to you off Back-to-back top tens here. I think I actually did bet him last year. You're almost just going to hope the putter gets going for, for him. But uh, what, like, Why not have this be a week where you play top tens or top fives rather than outrights on some of these long? Like, if you want to play some of these longer guys, I would just – I know it sucks that if you have – let's say you love EVR this week. And EVR is 125 to 1. Yes, it's fun to bet him at 125 to 1, but you probably get like 8 to 1 on his top 10, and that could actually be a winning bet. Yeah. Like, he's not going to win. Now that I've said that, he'll probably win, but does he's not going to win. Does Woodland set up well he for sh- this place? He, he because should. I got a... Short course, Gary? I got a, re- yeah, a little birdie coming into my uh, DMs saying that Woodland was playing at, at their course in Florida on the weekend and was just... Look good. I guess any. Yeah, well, where the I, uh, I saw Rory at my course. He shot. Him. He shot forty. No, I don't mean <laughs> it like that. But I don't know someone that you know. Just I guess anytime you hear those guys, the sound of the ball those guys make. But oh, short course, Gary. It's a short. It's a course. Dustin Johnson's won it twice. Yeah. Well, it just not. I mean, this more applies to Rory than Dustin. But both those guys play short courses really well. Look, all, but Canada. All, all three Rory. wins from Rory last year, all short courses. Sawgrass, Hamilton, Eastlake. Yeah. It's not they can win on the long courses because they have immense power, but something to think about. Oh, they can, yeah, because they don't scale back. Like Gary scales back a little bit and increases. Like he's very good off the tee when he scales back. Rory doesn't scale back. He just hits driver. Yeah, as he's long so as, good at as long driver. as you're not like literally stymied or or uh, penalty off the tee, you're fine. Woodland's had real problems with his approaches at this tournament. Well, that's an unfortunate. Minus four, minus five and a half, and gained six in the first year. So, I don't know. He gained in Phoenix despite missing the cut. He gained four and a half strokes on approach. Would this be a Sorry, place? Sorry, came 40th. Where Spieth could get life? I think so, yeah. This is a course where you can make like 45-foot putts and chip in. We saw, the hell was it? I think it was Rafa Cabrera-Beo do that like two years ago. Just you don't want to bet on that. No, I'm not betting it. Cam Smith, I think, is somewhat interesting. He's been sort oh, of in a lull. He's Australian. Yeah, well, I mean, that definitely means he played he's- in the Presidents Cup, and he's Australian. It means uh, who's Joe? Like, is there Ryan Fox? Like, who's the next Australian to win? They're winning everything. It's probably Cam Davis in Puerto Rico. Right? They won. Uh, Cam Smith won. Leishman won. Scott won. Even Min Woo Min finally Woo! broke through. I'm joking, but who's someone's got to be next for them. It, are uh, there uh, any? Herbert? Yo, Ebail? Or one of them could be French. One of them is French. One of them is Australian. Either way, that's going to be, when we get to the quick picks, I'll recap that. What but. about, um, as we, you even joked uh, last week's show that a week off was going to, could break Sungjae. It did. <laughs> Another guy who was not fun in my DraftKings lineup. I, I, there are spots to back Sungjae at 55 to 1. Like, he was 50 to 1 last week. Like, I would. I still you, prefer him last week to this week. You'll probably, like, poo-poo all over a Fitzpatrick bet? I no. know you mentioned he's kind of got a history. And... I, 
history in the, playing against the guys in Switzerland. You know who doesn't that show up That was called there? a Masters. Yeah. If this was the WGC Mexico Masters, then maybe. He's fine. I don't think he's going to win. Do you? Like, who do you think has a better shot at winning this tournament? Weisberger or Fitzpatrick? Or would you say it's probably the same? No, but I would probably rather bet, like, sacrifice 10 points and get Sergio or Casey or even Reed at Me five too. shorter than Absolutely Fitzpatrick. If I'm betting to win. win. Yes, so. I would agree. Uh, that, that's really all I got for this tournament. Like, it's a fun tournament to watch. The Sharma, WGC uh, Sharma. Yeah. That was this one. That was and a, that was, that was a Phil fun won, one, right? Yeah, that was one that Phil won. Sherman melted in the final round. That was a fun tournament, though. Phil thought he was like... The reason that the elites win the WGCs is because there is no cut. People seem to forget that. Like, you can have... Dustin can shoot 71-71, 63-63 and win. That's how Justin Thomas and Xander win these things, because they go so absurdly low. And you see, like, Fleetwood has these top five finishes, because you can tread water a little bit with a bad round if you make up for it with one of the super low rounds. And the more shots that you give the super elites to do that, they're going to do it. Like Dustin in the final round last year. Remember him and Rory were like tied going into the final round and Dustin just beat his brains in? No, but that sounds fun. I didn't have either, so didn't really make. make what would Rory, because a year ago this time, would you say Rory was like of the big guys, like the one on the outside? Yeah, of course. And I remember I backed him. At Riv- I backed him at Riviera last year. He wasn't even the favorite, and he probably should have won. He just he couldn't make a putt. Yeah. It was also his first time, I think, finally like playing that tournament too. Because last year he made the big commitment to like it is, but like Rory, the stretch Rory's on right now is kind of ridiculous. He has nine top fives in his past eleven starts. Yeah. Only one win in that time. And but. even even Rom, despite never, like, he, I think, just finished inside. He did something to extend his little run. Like, I think, was he top 15 or something? Like, he got right he, there I, yesterday. I thought he ended up bogeying out. Oh, okay, then wrong. maybe. I, I just, on the, they didn't show him, so I have no idea. Know something? Because on the radio, they he actually, like, so on the radio, Pat, they actually, like, make mention of these sorts of things. Like, guys that aren't in contention, but you might care about, and are, you know, maintaining their track records. Instead of saying you want to bet these guys, guys from the back end, because we've got a lot of Euros here from the European Tour coming over for their run to the Masters. We're going to see them at the players. We'll see them at the match play. And then we'll see them at selected Florida tournaments over the next few weeks. Anyone you're, like, particularly excited about? Because I know Raza is going to be fired up for Matias Shaw being over here. That guy bombs it. Jazz? The Jazz Man? I mean, I guess it's cheesy because he's already under there, but like Victor Perez, if there's some guy actually like curious to see show up and see you know, how he does against a real this field. guy, this guy's been second place across the globe, like literally European tour top five all for the last, what, couple months it felt like anytime he yeah, beat he, it up. He's been great. So that would be the guy. Has Hatton played at all? Since his wrist? I don't think so. So I think this is his first start. He had that fun little run here, too. He was in that ultra-competitive finish a couple years ago. And, like, remember, people got mad at him because he, yeah, like, he played was all... with emotion. No, because he, he, these are Poa greens. He, like, hit, he hit it, and, like, there was, like, a spike in the Poa, and it, like, put his ball off on him. He was like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that was, like, I, all I should say is that's probably when, like, Tim met Hatton for the first time and decided, like, it. he's a brat, and he, a petulant brat, who, and he hates him. We all love Hatton. Hatton won in Turkey. Uh, at the end of last year. Then he played the DB World Tour Championship, came 46th, and then has had a wrist injury ever since. So for a guy like that, this is almost, you show up at a no-cut event, it's perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I get four rounds, gauge myself. 
money, and he's a guy. I don't know if back to back, but he's a guy we luck to, we'll be excited to see in, in uh, Florida. Like, I don't know Bobby Mack. I like Bobby yeah. Mack. Michael Lorenzo Vera is someone that We've I seen think is somewhat interesting. Before Rio Rio's back, baby. Yeah, yeah, Rio's. Come on, Rio's lingering. Marcus Kleinholt is around too. That guy, when the irons get hot, he's good. I, I, you know what? If Kleinholt plays Honda, I think he's live. Don't you got any love for like Imihara? Any of these guys? Papa Shugo? Kleinholt's no. the one to me that it looks identical to Stamkos. Is Klein, Kleinholt's the, the one fan, who the lost sweeter. to was it JT? No, Fleetwood, I think, and the Norbank, the Nedbank. You know, there was the Nedbank. I'm just thinking about the French Open two years ago. I don't know. The one that was right before, like it was the kickoff of the Rolex series, and everyone paid attention to it because that's where they played the Ryder Cup. I think he was the one who was in like the mix to the very end. I don't know, but he he ended up losing to someone. I think that was him. There's another Swedish player that I get mixed up with. That is not Stenson. Stenson still nowhere to be found, by the way. I think he's just like I'm rich and chilling. You shouted out last week how good. Sun Kang was or yeah I, and did I do you have that. any piece of that I did I had no piece in the bed you said he was, was like your model over. had him like popped him oh yeah yeah good thing I listened to that I don't know like you asked me who I'm excited I'm happy uh, Lee Westwood and Graham McDowell are playing in a WGC good for them Le Pont de France where are you at here Portugal Masters what year? That was 2008, right? Yeah, he was T5 in the Open de France that year. Norin won. Remember Norin Storm Sunday? Norin Wood, Knox, Surrey, Kleinholt, Rom. Just that feels like a really Honda Classic type course in like field. I think he can do well there. So if he plays next week, he's on my radar. I see. Will, and I will go cheer him on on Saturday when we're all there. Will and I'll it learn, and I'll learn. You don't have to just say his name. Every show I do, actually. You do. So yeah. I assume you're betting him. No. Okay. Not necessarily. I, I, I'm good with the WGC. You good? Yeah, I got I got nothing else. Matt Wallace, 140, seems really big, but I think he's going through an equipment change and seems all over the map. How about this? Puerto Rico open. Big Vic Energy. 10 to 1. Norin, 16. Then there's the rest. Rogers, Mav. This is the Scott Brown open. <laughs> he plays well at this tournament every year, number one. Tom Lewis. Grio is the eighth favorite in this field. I like this stuff. Like, I'll be entertained by this tournament. Three guys I want to give a shout out to here that I think I'm going to back. I've backed one player so far. Shh. Two, actually. I, I want to find a better number on this guy, but Shank at 40. He opened at 60s down to 40. I just think this is perfectly set up for him probably end up back in my guy greasy grace and mercy murray just ball striking whatever and then uh we're both gonna go zing zoo zang zing zoo zang 60 to 1 60 to 1 and uh, was it sebastian kaplan was the other guy yeah rb has just been was all in my ear this morning about kaplan there's some bigger numbers out there i don't if i had to if you want a suggestion from the top, I'd say Rogers, but I think there's bigger numbers. Oh, no, the answer him. from the top is clearly Cam Davis. He pounds the ball a mile. He's playing well, and he's Australian. Of course he's going to win. Okay. 22 to 1. Better odds than Grio. <laughs> Blows my mind. If you play this in DraftKings this week, just don't use Scott Brown. He'll probably end up winning, but like coming off a hot week at Riviera to a course where he always plays well, that's tough. KH Lee, 70 to 1. 
Where's Harry Higgs at? He's not playing. What Andrea Pavon was in this field. Did you notice that? Who won this last year? Martin Trainer. And before that, it was Da Points. And then your pal, Tony Finau. Yeah. Thought he should be playing it. No one who's won this tournament has ever gone on to have another PGA Tour win, except for one guy who has won this tournament twice. Michael Bradley, I think. 07 and 09. So, you have to pick someone who you think is good, but not so good they'd win a normal event. That's the the strategy behind it. Uline? Did he win yesterday? I don't even know. If if you play like the bingo, the Jeff bingo card, all you need to say is Bo Hossler, and you've hit bingo. Why? Who on this one? Willett, Will Uline, Hostler. I haven't mentioned Hostler. He's here. Yeah, he's, mm. you just didn't see him yet. He's thirty-five to one. Matt Naismith, thirty to one. Man, used to bet this guy on like the Corn Fairy at four hundred. At like to one. F- huge numbers. He didn't. And someone was even joking on the internet, like he hasn't even. He never even cashed a ticket. Now he's a thirty to one guy because he's got a skill. Sam Ryder's like eighty to one. That seems low. Not every? Nah. Poor Austin Cook. 100 to 1 in a field of an alternate event. I thought I would have more takes on this tournament, but it appears I've got nothing. Kyle Stanley is 55 to 1? Appears I, I've got nothing. Kiradesh, 60? Like guys that you would think that probably are in the back end of the field of the WGC. It's just weird to see them like not favorites here. Probably a testament to how poorly they've been playing. Yeah, Appy Barnwright's been horrible. How old is Appy Barnwright? Not a clue. You could sell me on 29 or 47. All right. And they canceled a couple European events, too. Why? Because the Corona, the oh. MyBank and the China Open, Volvo China. I could see that. I don't know if I'd be wanting to go to China right now. Yeah. I'd probably just avoid it. I have a friend who lives in Shenzhen, uh, like got out like six hours, like that's right across from Hong Kong. And he got out six hours before they closed the border from Hong Kong to China and flew back to like with his wife and kid to Canada. Like they're just here for his job is like canceled for five months. That's so fucked up. Yeah. So he's just, they got tested. They're fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. like, just like we're done in China for like four months. And until what, they when, figure, like everything's fine, like work will just start. Like come back, we're like, gonna start. The, he, we're gonna open the office. And, he's, like, he's a teacher at Christmas. The, he's a teacher. The school is closed until further. Oh, yeah, notice. of course. It's kind of nuts. So yeah, probably canceled the golf event. Yeah, a couple of them got canceled. So. Quick picks oh, for part. the WGC Mexico Championship and the Puerto Rico Open. I am gonna go with Xander twenty-two to one, Bryson twenty-eight to one. Casey 40 to 1, and I put in that bet on Burned at 100 to 1 with the each way, which I might stop playing. And I think I'm probably just going to tackle this Puerto Rico board, have some fun with it. And I'm going to go Shank, Grayson, Zhang, and Kaplan. Those will be my four. Jeff. Fleetwood, 22. Bryson, 28. Casey 40, Sergio 50. One and done selections of the week. Tim is already in. He texted us his pick. He is taking John Rom as his selection. Who are you taking? My guy missed the cut last week. Bubba Watson. Fuck, I hate this. I suck. I got to get going in every one and done. 
Rory. No, I was going to take Rory. Damn it. Uh, I'll take I'll take Bryson. I've used Xander, so I'll use Bryson. Might as well just double die. I'm not doing well anyway. If I hit one, I want to hit both. I'm already like I'm pretty much playing to like just trying to win money off you and Tim because it's impossible I could win money beating two people. That's actually not true because there was someone uh, last year said that I mean it's an outlier obviously but they said that they were basically like in last going into the Masters last year and they ended up coming like twenty first. Like if you could hit like three in a row, you're back you in hit it. Two, yeah, it doesn't even. Especially, hit, and this is a bit like WGC. Yeah, yeah, you hit pay. one like this. It's like two winners. Yeah, it was uh, two years ago when I, I had you had two winners. I hit two winners in a row and one and done. I had Bubba at the WGC match play and whatever the week before, week after was. And all of a sudden, I was in like ninth. No, but I mean, like Ooh. a WGC payout is worth like a win and a half almost. Or a bit more, actually. More, it's closer more. to a major than it is a regular. Closer win. to two full wins than it is a win and a half. Yes. Correct. That'll uh, do it. I hope we never, well, that's impossible, but I hope we don't have to do what we did again today. And as long as it doesn't get worse, we won't. We well, won't. I mean, this is the perfect tournament to do it because this tournament is fun to watch, but like betting wise, like, let me break down Lonto in Mexico this week. Like, no, no. DraftKings wise, when I have Ulrich on, we'll talk about guys like that. One more second. We're going to NBC. Who's the new guys again? Do we have a new crew there too? Or it's just last year because Johnny left. Like Zazinger, right? Is that what it is? Azinger and Tariko? I guess. No, it's like Dan Hicks. I mean, Dan Hicks looks like white person creative player. Like if you just punched in white person into a generator, like he's the creative player that pops up. I just remember like MB, uh, CBS got like Love and the Emelmans. Did M- NBC make any new? I have no idea. Like I said, well, I, don't, I don't care about this stuff, so I am the wrong person to talk to. Fix your fucking app. That's what I care about service i can i can watch it and decipher what's happening for myself well said that'll do it on the pat mayo experience you can follow jeff on twitter at g feinberg 17 you can follow me at the pme twitter facebook and on instagram if you do that follow me on instagram at the pme heart one of the sports photos that pops up and comment with your DraftKings handle you earn a draw for 20 dk bucks also if you smash the like and leave your favorite double this week between wgc mexico and Puerto rico i'm gonna go to xander zang Probably pays like 400 to one. That's going to be my pick. So that's definitely not going to win. But if you do that with your DraftKings handle, it'll be in the draw for 20 DK bucks. Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Five-star review. DraftKings handle. Something you like about this show. It'll be in the draw for 100 DraftKings dollar. Fantasynational.com slash PME. Get you 20% off. Vote in the Custies. And good luck this week for both the tournaments. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience. Experience.